What's up, ghouls and goblins and skeletons? Welcome to the Halloween episode of the Cinemates Podcast. Spooky Mates. The Spooky Mates Podcast. Spooky Mates. (laughs) Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. I'm Mike Jose Collins, and that's Jake Schultz. And today, we are reviewing four brand new spooky movies of 2023. Yeah, the ones that we (laughs) have missed. Because there is a reason for it, I think. Yes, three uh, three movies that came out earlier this year, earlier this month, and uh, one that came out just uh, on the weekend. Yeah, on little, Peacock. Uh, on Peacock and in uh, select theaters. I like your holiday outfit today, Mike. Thank you, thank you. For um, everyone that's not watching at home, what does your shirt say? Uh, it says, horny doesn't even begin to describe it, which I think is a telling tale. Pretty spooky. Um, <laughs> listen, we watched four movies. <laughs> uh, I'm a little spookied out. I'm a oh, little uh, that puts it lightly. over my horror after these four, especially. Look, I've said before that I really can't stand mediocre movies, but when they're mediocre horror movies, I think they're even worse to sit through. And none more felt that way than the collection of films we decided to watch for the past week. Well, let's get into the first one we watched. The most recent one, a PG-13 movie, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, based uh, off the video game, the beloved video game, the apparently. The beloved video game, uh, I believe it was a mobile game, wasn't it? No. I, I know, no? No, it started I thought off it was on, on your PC. phones. Okay, there we go. I know a lot of like YouTubers <laughs> became famous off playing this, right? So much Correct? so that the YouTuber was in this movie. Yes. Uh, someone pointed that out to me on the weekend, and uh, what, the review guy? Matt no. Pat. Yeah, what is he saying? Film his theories. And that's and just that's a just the theory. theory. Yeah, he says that in the movie. Theory. He did, um, and I genuinely cringed. Yes. So well, <laughs> why don't you give me your first takes of the uh, new Five Nights at Freddy's movies, or Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> Christ, this movie. Uh, well, kay. you say movies plural. It might be going towards that. It made oh, yeah, 150 100%. million dollars at the box office this past weekend. It's so a lot apparently of money. there's a lot of fans of Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, Look. This is about as basic of a film you could ever get with a movie, though I appreciate some of the other efforts that they put into it because the animatronics look cool. All of the different types of toys, toys, what are they? They're like, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese pizzeria that closed down and all of a sudden Josh Hutchinson was out of a job because he chased down a man and beat him up and you find out later why he beat the man up pretty quickly actually. And then he gets offered this job by Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Shaggy. <laughs> a little shaggy. And I was like, oh, he's doing a really weird voice in this movie. And then uh, some chaos ensues. A cop gets involved eventually. A lot of mishaps with his sister, who he is trying to... Well, not adventure ensues. He goes and he works at this uh, arcade pizza place as a security guard. Um, and he dreams a lot. And yeah. he dreams really well at the, at the uh, security job gig. And his dreams are about him trying to... Uh, Master Dream Theory to hunt down his clues to who captured his sibling. Also, while he takes care of his other sibling, because both his parents died shortly after. Yeah, apparently. Um, the script is terrible. Yeah, there's not a lot. So bad. There's not a lot in this. Uh, the guy who made the games was heavily a part of writing this movie. So, is there a lore to Five Nights at Freddy? This is why I don't understand. Well, like, what is what is Five Nights at Freddy? I don't really lore? know Five Nights at Freddy's, but um, I assume like a lot of the choices that they made in this movie were about the fact that the guy who made the game also wanted to be involved in the movie. So, I mean, whatever. What what what's your first takes though? Just 
Yeah, on a, on a surface level, I bored is a good way to put it. The first 30 minutes, like nothing happens. It's just walking around from piece to piece. I enjoyed looking at the mascots. I thought they looked really cool. I thought the animatronics looked good, and I respect them for putting in that effort because they easily, with how lazy this film could have been, have stuck on their laurels and been like, look, this should be CGI. The cupcake was CGI. There's a cupcake in this movie. I don't know why there's a cupcake in this movie. It looked terrible. So I'm happy that the, yeah, the, the rest of them looked really ugly. The rest of them looked pretty good. And they looked a little terrifying, which I appreciated because they're like, when they're not moving or everything like that, it looks a little scary. The but, difference is there's no effective horror in this movie whatsoever. And a lot of it is just them standing there. And then random things happen. And you're like, oh, why did that happen? Like, there's literally a whole sequence of her his babysitter is apparently part of this scheme with the aunt to try to get the sister to move in with her. So then they go in, they're like, oh, you got to wreck this place that he's working at to make it seem like he's a bad worker so he gets fired from his job. And then that's like basically the only horror-ish elements in this film is that one sequence of every single one of the mascots killing them. And it's really weird and out of place for the rest of the movie. And I just, I hated the way that the story unfolded. I hated how needlessly convoluted it was. It felt like they threw so much garbage at the wall. The storyline about the brother being kidnapped and him dreaming about it is so weird. This is a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Why am I watching Josh Hutchinson reliving the same dream over and over again with these kids that eventually, spoiler alert, not that you care, are supposed to be the souls of the kidnapped kids that are inhabiting the restaurant mascots and it is just the dumbest garbage I've ever seen and the more it unfolded the more I just could not care the acting is really not great they're doing the best they can with the script I like Josh Hutchinson and a lot of the things he's been in I think he is a very capable actor not in this movie Elizabeth Lale is good in you so I'm a bit surprised that she was really just dumbed down and not very effective and she had one line in particular in this movie when she plays the animatronics and they're like playing on stage and he's like what is this the greatest thing you've ever seen and I'm like all right I'm checked out now at this point so yeah I didn't like this I'm assuming you have a similar reaction with me (laughs) yeah the script is really corny Uh, I disagree with you a lot though Um, okay first 30 minutes I don't think we're boring I think they actually set up a pretty decent horror movie especially the first scare uh, where he's in the first dream sequence, or maybe it's the second one, and they all sort of start attacking him and cutting him. It was like a, a brilliantly done scene. Yeah, that one was, it was okay. really freaky. Set up this like sort of scary movie, and I, I thought the kids as representations in the dreams of the characters was a really interesting way to actually put that. Um, and that was one of the only good things about this movie because the rest of it, you're absolutely right. Uh, there was a lot of just convoluted, weird plot. Why was it about dreams? Um, I listen, I don't know much about the games, but if the games are supposed to be you're like watching a screen in case these things move, like make it about the things not moving and then they move in the shadows, that would be scary. Yep. There's literally nothing scary about this thing. Uh, the, the acting is genuinely <laughs> probably some of the worst of the year. It is uh, rough, rough out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, Josh Hutcherson is very capable in this movie. He's definitely working with not so much. Um, but, you know, I think it was kind of fun. It's not a good movie. I don't recommend the movie, um, but it's a movie that's not for us. And you, no. you kind of get that feeling right away that, oh, this is uh, this is definitely like a gateway into horror movies, which I think it brings up an even more interesting discussion about why this movie is doing so successfully uh, like at the box office right now because it's definitely not for us. It's for kids. It's for teenagers. This is like the first 
teen horror movie that I've seen in a while that wasn't like a Netflix uh, Netflix original or something. Yeah, not a lot um, of blood. Not a lot of blood, but but that first scene where they start cutting him, I'm like, oh, this is intense. This is going to build up some sort of like interesting movie. And then it just, everything just sort of unfolds. And yeah. you're, you're right, it, get, it gets really tedious and boring. But it's definitely not for us. Do we want to talk about the twist real fast? It's not fast? a good movie for us. Uh, I think the twist is pretty pretty obvious right away. The yellow rabbit? Yeah. Being... Um, yeah, yeah. The main bad guy Matt was Matthew Lillard. And it was the cop's dad. Which, if you cast Matthew Lillard, it's pretty obvious he's yeah, going to be it, it the was, bad guy. It was a little too obvious right away. His his animatronic looked really good though, like scary. That one looked creepy. It was all disheveled and messed up. Yeah. And really, but then as soon as he started talking, I'm like, "Why are you doing that?" Ooh, I'm Matthew Lillard. He's such a weird accent he was doing in this film. They they built this like they're definitely going to franchise. Like this is oh, this is sure. going to go for on, especially with how much money they made. But yeah. it's definitely not for us. Um, and it kind of wish it was. And I don't mean in the sense that I wish that this movie was made for me now. I wish I was a kid at the theaters watching a movie like this. I think I would have loved this. Like it's so everything that you kind of want from a, a stupid video game that maybe you played at one point. It's a little bit of horror. It's a little bit of that intensity. Um, and I think that I, have you seen a lot of the videos from people watching this in theaters? It's a lot of like kids cheering at certain stuff and like no, pointing out all the Easter eggs. The only one I it saw looks awesome. was the people beating each other up at the end of yes. the film. <laughs> this movie, I mean the going to this looks really cool. And I think it, especially with how much money it's making it, it sort of uh, brings up my theory that I think movies are eventually going to be more like plays, but a that's just a theory. theory. Um, <laughs> that movies are, are eventually going to turn into more like going to a Broadway musical where it's an event. And I think that's really good to have a movie like this for kids at the moment because kids are going to equate going to the movie theaters as like a fun thing. Oh, I went and I saw this movie with all my buddies uh, and we love Five Nights at Freddy's and we, we were yelling at all the Easter eggs from the video games. We we're having uh, a great time. So I, I enjoyed the concept that kids will go see this movie and i think it's definitely made for them and not made for us it's peak teenager schlock yeah it's to me this is very bad movie oh yeah uh very very bad i just nothing i the convolution especially like it's like we don't need this i I feel like they tried to make like three different movies and then the five nights at freddy guy was like oh i'll sell it to, to bloomhouse now and then they're like oh we got the rights let's throw that in the movie that we made uh, but that I don't think is the case because apparently the Five Nights at Freddy's guy was very like, this is his script and really wanted to make this movie. So mm. I mean, whatever. Good, interesting movie. <laughs> Good, interesting movie. That's it was how an you're going to your thoughts on it. Yeah, I gave it one and a half stars. I really just I don't want to. Th- this gave me bad taste in my mouth after the movie that we watched previously. So it was kind of like a really bad double feature that I did. I gave it one star. I thought this was a terrible, terrible movie. Yeah, I, I was shocked that this thing was made at that. But, but again, it's not for us. And I think the concept of the movie itself, I think, is a good thing in the future. You didn't say much about the animatronics. Do you think they're good? Well, it was obviously someone in a suit. It wasn't really animatronics. As much as they said it was animatronics, all of the people really just looked like somebody in a suit. You know what I miss though about that is that there was a clear opportunity in the film to do something a bit more out there, which they teased very heavily within one of the first parts of the scenes where this guy is being almost drilled into the suit and they show it twice in the movie but they don't really go anywhere with it and i think that could have been an even more interesting premise of like this suit is possessing you almost a little bit better i think that could have wrapped it up just slightly better and that could have given more people like us 
adults watching the film more appreciation for horror because they just cut away instantly. And I get it, it's PG-13, it is it is what it is. But where's that three-hour R-rated cut that we were promised earlier <laughs> in the day? Yeah. Could you imagine sitting through three hours of this movie? Well, the last time I heard about this movie, you told me it was R-rated. So I was expecting, like, I was, was waiting for somebody to, to die. It was a three-hour R-rated movie. The first, like, scene where the guy has the mask coming onto his head, I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, Saw-esque. Yeah. And then it just was not. Anyway, yeah. I, I mean, got it, real it was Saw a movie. Vibes. Speaking of Saw vibes. Saw. Saw 10. Let's go. You go first with this one. You're the big Saw uh, head. Yeah. I mean, I really like Saw movies. Um, none of the movies are good, though. I think I have to preface that. No, I hold saw on. people. Hold on. The first saw is a good movie. Sure, but like it, what's it? A max, like a seventy percent, you would give it. Yeah, yeah. Like that's and that's the best one. So none of the movies are like good movies. Okay. Um, but I mean, it's good for the type of movie that it was trying to be. It was it was really engaging. Um, it's very formulaic, which I think, like, if you're at Saw Ten at this point, then you're expected that that's going to happen. Uh, there's a lot of good kills. There's some good gore. The first thirty minutes are just really funny for some reason. I, I, it's just about a guy, uh, John Kramer, who they say his name in this movie about ten thousand times they for do. some reason. It's his return um, to the franchise. Yeah, and they they really try to humanize him in this thing, which is really a dumb decision. I thought uh, it, it didn't like. I don't want to be rooting for John Kramer, um, the bad guy. So basically, he gets scammed um, on the internet because he's trying to beat his cancer. John Kramer, which is Jigsaw. It takes place between the first and second movie. Yeah. Um, And he finds, like, this guy tells him who he was in cancer, the group with, and he was like, oh, I did this surgery from this people. And then he goes and tracks down the people, and he he gets them to, like, do this uh, surgery that is illegal in a lot of uh, places. Turns out he got scammed. Which, by the way, (laughs) as a guy who's so elaborate to do back checks on everybody have a million twists and and set up all of these uh, uh, elusive uh, illustrious like all of these he's basically the smartest person in the world he got scammed on the internet like that was a little yeah i think that was a little my interpretation of that more is that he was scared of dying this close to him feeling like he had unfinished business i i understand the motivation it's just a. It's, it's a bit of a you, stretch. It's a very big stretch. It's a bit you of really a have to reach. Uh, I really like the cameos that it did with a lot of the other movies, where they just sort of show you it, like, oh, remember this guy, but we won't divulge that, or we won't talk about that. But hey, if you're a soft fan, you'll like you'll like all of these. Um, it's it's a little too long. It's yeah, really long. Um, and they don't get to sign until like an hour into the movie. Um, and the worst part about this is in all the other Saw movies, the people aren't really like that bad. Everybody who he kills in this is like a comic book villain, and it really is not what you really want from Saw movies. Like, one of the movies he just kills a guy because he cheated on his wife. Like, someone who's scamming, like, vulnerable people who are dying from cancer is not the type of, like, people I want to, like, have a retribution or given a chance. Like, it just doesn't really make sense for me, that whole part. Um, but, it, I mean, it's fun for Saw. It's a good, like, restart on the character if they want to go in that direction and yeah it was a fine movie it's either like second or third best but i mean that's not really saying much because the saw movies aren't that great movies but it's fun i mean if you like saw you'll like a good formula yeah i disagree with you on the humanization aspect of him because we've seen this in horror movies more recently that they try to give us more of a humanization of characters more specifically i'm gonna call out don't breathe Two with this one because they spent that entire film 
completely retrofine every single thing yeah. that the blind man did in the first movie. Yeah. And he is, for, for lack of a better term, a rapist. That's what he was in the first movie. And it's really hard to try to humanize that and to be like, oh, look, he's suddenly the protagonist. But the way they handled it was that he did no wrong in that film, yeah. was their, their, their philosophy. This is different, I think, because John Kramer has always been a guy who searches out to bring justice on what he morally thinks is wrong. He's always been that. He's had that. He doesn't just kill for no reason, like you said. He, like even killing like some guys who cheat on his wife, whatever. But he, he, for some reason, has that moral in him that will not allow him to do what the other stuff is that's just like objectively wrong. These people were terrible human beings, like scum of the earth, rotten people. And I think that's a fun contrast because it's not, it is, you're rooting for him, but at the same time, you still understand that he is John Kramer, this type of thing. And it's a fun twist on that dynamic. I think it doesn't go sure, so far. Sure, but they don't explore it enough because at the end of the movie where you think that he's going to be defeated and you're like, oh, hey, you know, maybe this is like a, a, a new twist that he he's going to lose this one. And it's because he's against these like comically stupid villains uh, and then it's just like, nope, he knew the whole time, and he got gotcha. ha ha. Like, the contrast doesn't really have a climax. It's like a fun cat and mouse towards the end, I thought. I don't know. I, I thought it was way better handled than this, and I wanted him to win, but at the same time, I still understood that John Kramer is a very violent individual. And I did somewhat enjoy the 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 bit of a pulling back more restraint on Jigsaw is that he didn't really pull out Jigsaw too much in this. It was more just so... This was this personal to John Kramer. It was himself, like putting himself yeah. in this situation. It felt like the Logan of uh, yeah, horror a movies. Bit. You know what I mean? A little bit. Tobin Bell like is great. Gore movie. Yeah, he, he's he's, great. he's actually really good in this movie. I'm so happy to see him pack in this franchise. I think it does give him, a, and the way it ends, especially with the post credit scene, it gives him a bit of a fun way to build off the legacy yeah. because they killed him off in the future films. So they're like, oh, we got to go in between these films. I liked it. I think that the director. Kevin Gruder, he's been a longtime editor on this franchise, and you can tell because this film feels like it was ripped straight from that era. It's got really great editing. Yeah, I saw a lot of people like, wow, they did the Mexican yellow thing. <laughs> the no, watch, watch every Saw movie. They all yeah. have this stupid filter on them. Yeah, but it, it, it's very in-kin. It doesn't feel like this is a 2023 version of Saw. This feels like it's from that era, which yeah, is nice. It it's true. a nice callback to that. I thought the direction was great. It looks great. sounds great. And the traps are great. There is a couple traps that I was kind of a little bit like, but I love the simplistic traps a lot more than some of the over-the-top BS that Spiral and the most recent Jigsaw were putting out. And because I think that like what? Oh, the one in Spiral with the glass going everywhere and like Spiral is the only one I haven't seen. Just shooting glass at people. They're just so over-the-top and contrived. And I I respect the decision to go back to be like, look. This is what actually makes people squirm. Like, the eye one is gross. It was at the beginning. I was like, that's gross, but it's pretty simple. The one that was the seesaw, so simple. Really, really effective. And that's what I think that the scares were better is because you can really feel them because they're simplistic and it feels like it could happen at a chance versus, like, you're getting glass shards thrown at you left, right, and center. And I thought it was really effective. I like the scares a lot. There's Yeah, like I said, there's some traps that didn't really work for me, but the one where she had to cut her leg off... That was great. Some yeah. ten out of ten stuff. I give it three and a half stars. This was the definitely the best horror film that I saw this week, and I'm pretty impressed that they're able to put out like 
one of the best Saw movies in a franchise that I thought didn't really have much more potential after Spiral, and it just seeing Chris Rock act in that film. I'm happy to see a little bit of a return to form here. You've only seen one movie. No, I've seen four of them. You literally said on this podcast, I've only seen the first I went, Saw movie. I went back and checked. So I've seen Saw, I've seen Jigsaw, I've seen Spiral, and I saw, like, I think it was Saw 3D. It's the one with the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've seen I've seen at least four of them. Okay. So it is, like, I can tell. I can distinctly tw- tell, which you is just can't the, remember the, nice the movies. Which, okay. <laughs> what is to remember from Saw, from Jigsaw? Nothing. It's garbage. What's to remember from Spiral? It's Chris Rock running around as a cop. Then, oh. Well, you've never seen Saw 2, man. I haven't. What a twist. I was going to watch what it today. Twist. I was, but then I uh, decided to watch a different movie instead, and I regret that decision. Yeah, why don't we talk about that movie? Wait, oh, what, what'd, you, what'd you give this uh, one? Two and a half. It's, um, it's not a good movie by like any stretch, and I'm surprised you gave it three and a half. Um, it's it's super formulaic, which I know is something you don't really like either. Um, the script isn't necessarily good. The twist isn't a good twist. Um, but a lot of the traps are good, and it's good gore, and it fall. You're, you're right. It, it is a return to form to... Um, like classic Saw, but classic yeah. Saw isn't good movie. So I mean, it's it's like watchable if you like Saw. I like a good Saw movie. So two and a half as a movie. If it's just going on my personal opinion, and I don't know, like three maybe, it's fine. It's def- not going to recommend this movie if you like a horror movie. I'm only going to recommend it if you like Saw. It's like the second best mainstream horror film that came out this year. In a year of really bad horror, which is a I was going to get to at the end. This has been a terrible year for horror movies. Going off last year, which had so many good horror movies this year, really, Scream 6 and Talk to Me are really the only two that have stuck out in my head. After that, there's nothing. Bo is Afraid was fine. Missing was okay. No One Will Save You is okay. Like There was nothing that stood out, and it sucks because horror felt like it you was like no one will building, save building. You. I liked it, but it's not memorable. There's mm-hmm. not these memorable horror films that are coming out anymore because last year had some good movies. And then this year is just like, meh. And it saddens me that I had to sit through four really boring yeah. stare. Like, well, uh, why don't we go to the next one? Exorcist Believer. Oh, my God. Here, you take Do the floor. You, you seem like Exorcist you have a lot Believer. to say about this one. I really don't want to talk about this movie, man. I was dreading watching The Exorcist. Like, I saw this trailer, and I had someone sit beside me and tell me and go, oh, this movie actually looks really good. And I was like, are we watching the same trailer? Because that looks terrible. Was it me? It was not just one <laughs> people exercised. It was two. There's two people possessed. Bro, you're not going to believe this. When we make an Exorcist sequel, let's add another girl, bro. Oh, my God. So David Gordon Green, the bane of my existence. This man rebooted the Halloween trilogy. <laughs> I like the first one a lot, okay? But the combo of him Halloween? and- Halloween? Yeah, the 2018 one. Yeah, yeah. When they dropped them all in like the pandemic or whatever? Mm, yeah. I liked that one, and then it continued for two other movies, and they wasted everything about Jamie Lee Curtis's return. It was so stupid, just so drawn out, did not need to be three movies. I disagree. I like those movies. Halloween Ends literally is not about Laurie Stroud at all, which is a strange decision to do for your last film in the franchise. And I, when I heard he was doing not just one, not just two, not, but three Exorcist films, I had a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, um... Oh, it's weird that you say that you like the Saw returning back, but you don't like Halloween. I thought Halloween really. I like the 2018 was about, one. Was about the Halloween, like it was pretty much all evil dies tonight. Yeah, they're the silly. But it was the guy that for, chasing her. It was that for two hours long. No, but because my issue is that this was a this was a trilogy that was sold off of the final confrontation between Laurie and 
Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Michael, and it took three movies to do something about it. The whole second movie, Laurie is in a hospital, lying there. Common theme, David Gordon Green. I see that you carry that one into this movie. You're not going to believe what happens next. But Hollywood movies recently have had a horrible trend of bringing back iconic franchises with returning characters from the past and doing nothing with them. Did you see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Holy God. Well, no, I disagree that that's a bad thing. I mean, look at the movies that are popping off today. Five Nights at Freddy's. Look at all of the the money. Regardless of what we think of the movie, it's a successful movie, and it's not for us. It's for kids. Barbie, something that we already know about. Super Mario, we haven't really had a good Super Mario movie. No, but it's the legacy. Ninja Turtles. It's the legacy aspect that I'm hating is that this is a new chapter in this franchise. With most of the cases, they're one film that is iconic in the horror franchise, and they're building this off to be something new and special. And when you have a film as good as Halloween, the original, as good as the Exorcist original, as good as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm not a fan of the original, but I understand the value of that film. Yeah. Then you bring these movies out, and they're all boring, yeah. monotonous, lazy, and they don't know how to handle the legacy characters. They all go through the same thing. It's PTSD. It's something related to that. It's a fallen out with the, with the relationship. It's stupid, and I'm tired of it, and this movie is the exact same thing. They have <laughs> the gall to advertise Linda Blair coming back into this franchise the gall to do that and they immediately yeah. write her out of the film and they, and they along with that they did promise the three movies and this formula seems like it should have worked <laughs> and it completely bombed because the movie sucks but and, apparently that's not even the reason why a movie's bomb because you could do well with a bad movie this movie was terrible this is one of the worst yeah, like, this was we, awful. We watched, <laughs> this was we watched, like I said, we watched bad movies. This is the worst. Like this, by far, I could not stand watching this. It is so boring. The, yeah. Uh, and I, I don't want to rag on child actors. The one I thought was quite good. The other one, oh my God. When she was yeah. walking down that hall, the body in the blood. Oh, the body in the blood. <laughs> oh, the body in the blood. I was just laughing and that's not the effect you should have and they did nothing special with this film it was yeah. oh kids are slowly getting more possessed they went into the forest and they played a little game and now all of a sudden they're possessed and then the two of them are just going woo on a chair yeah. for two hours this should have been a hit and it was just a mess from the trailer yeah you from knew the from the second you saw that trailer that it was going to be bad. And they marketed it like Linda Blair was going to be in this movie a lot. Yeah, it was really rough. And Ellen Burson. Sorry, not Linda Blair. Ellen Burson. And this is, okay, this is a side note. I wanted to bring this up on a previous podcast. I went to trivia one day, okay? And I was going every week, and I was a going and having some fun with- Not to mine. No, it wasn't to yours, actually. Sorry about no, that. You don't really go to mine. No. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> I went to trivia, and- they asked a question about The Exorcist. And the question was, who is the lead actress in The Exorcist? Me using my film brain, I go, okay, it's Ellen Burstyn. She's the mom. She's the lead. Regardless of what people think of Linda Blair, she's not the lead. She's supporting. She's the child. I write down Ellen Burstyn. He goes, Linda Blair. And I'm like, hold on. That's not right. So I raise my hand, and he comes over. <laughs> and he's like, what's up? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just so you know, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Ellen Burstyn. I'm pretty sure she's the lead actress. No, it's not. It's Linda Blair. Everyone in their right mind knows that. <laughs> I was like, sorry? He's like, 
no one would ever say that and walked away. So now Mia going, this doesn't feel right either. Google, guess who was nominated for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress? Ellen Burstyn for Best Actress, Linda Blair for Best Supporting Actress. Who hasn't went back to trivia since then? Me. And you've never thought about it since or ever been mad about it. I hold a massive grudge for this one. That's a really poorly worded question. You have to have two hints in the question and something to give you the specific person. Not just that. You can't just say, who's that? That's too open-ended. That's just a bad question. He sassed me. No one in their right Mm, mind when the Academy did it. And I tried to raise my hand and tell him and be like, give us points. And he walked right by me. So if you're here, this Jeff, this is your fault. It's a little weird. Yeah, that's that's a really poorly worded question. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, this movie sucked. Yeah, really, really bad. There's not, like nothing. Not, I don't know. There's nothing redeeming about this. If I you hope, saw the trailer. You've probably seen the movie. I hope we we are apparently getting a sequel. Still, it's going to be called The Exorcist Deceiver, which is the worst title I've ever heard in my life. I hope they. I hope they turn it around. And you know what? Can they? I don't think they can. I don't think they can. No. How often do we see possession movies, and they're just so boring? And this is what this is. It's another boring possession movie. Yeah. There's nothing special. Well, I'm to okay them. with the possession movie. This this movie there was no care or thought or they just thought, oh, we have the name, we have the actress, let's uh, let's pump it out. No, that's not what people wanted to see, especially in 2023. What a weird time. No one wants to see an Exorcist movie anymore. No. That franchise is dead. It's weird though, because the formula. I mean, this year does seem to be like just bring old stuff back that we kind of know and let's let's jump right into it. Still but made money. Not. I think it's more that you want like a familiar thing that hasn't really been explored, like Super Mario or like Barbie. How, I'm sorry, how much like lifespan do you have on The Exorcist? Or even Oppenheimer. Like, that's a story nobody really told. And this Killers is of the Flower Moon? But this is just what Hollywood execs think. They go, oh, okay, let's do franchise potential and let's bring yeah. back classic characters, but then have them be some type of. It's just, yeah. it's dumb. It's lazy. I'm over it. I don't want this to get another sequel. It's going to. Apparently, might not get a trilogy. So, fingers crossed for that. And David Gordon Green might not return for the second one, which that would be a blessing for this franchise if he didn't return. I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of fans out there who like what he's doing. I see no merit to anything that he's doing here. And this was by far the least favorite movie I've seen this week. Your least? This one? Yeah. Yeah, me too. This one would suck. It made me mad more than anything because I love the first Exorcist so much. And this just felt... Yeah, I don't know if it really holds up. And I'm sorry. I know people are going to be offended That's by that. That's crazy. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still not really on the Exorcist. Oh, my God. I think it's just because it's put at this high standard of this is the scariest movie that's ever come out. And I feel like you've watched so much you've of it over and before, over and though. over and over as a kid. It's part of the time. It's part of the Yeah, the no, no, no. I understand history. the zeitgeist of it. I'm just saying, like, currently, like, I'm not, the, oh, I want to watch a really scary movie. I'm going to, and you know what? I'm motivated to rewatch a movie I've already seen. I'm not going to put on The Exorcist. I think it's a perfect movie. A perfect movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm not, if you give it five stars, I'm not going to mock it. Mm. Exorcist Believer. <laughs> Six if you, stars. If you give it five stars, then I'm going to mock Six you. Six stars. God, <laughs> do we have to keep going? Yeah, we got The Nun. The Nun 2. Give me your thoughts. God, I have none. I literally ah. have no thoughts of The Nun. Ha <laughs> yeah, none. No, this is exactly what you would expect from another solo outing in the Conjuring franchise. Everything we have said about previous films on this podcast is the exact same in this movie. Yeah, but However, let's not be lame. Let's not be lame. The pro- Dive the produ- into it. The production design? 
chef's kiss. It looks looks great. It looks fantastic. Yeah. I you, love. The, you know what's really weird when people say chef's kiss when they do a chef's kiss. Oh, okay. Like this, it's just just you know you do it. Okay. Right. You have to say it. Thank We're not you. on text here. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, you didn't like it. Oh, come on, man! It's the first nun movie, just repackaged again. That's absolutely not true. What With are you talking just about? Weirder stuff happening. There is a goat. Okay, <laughs> first of all, Goatman ruled. You like? They brought out new monsters. They're like, yo, we gotta bring a monster in this thing. It was wicked, dude. Goatman was freaking sick. Now this so movie, stupid. I loved that they made this a superhero movie for some reason. They gave her a sidekick. Bro, this thing was wicked. All of the acting in this thing yeah, was awesome. Yeah, they pulled a Rue's sister from Euphoria. <laughs> All of the acting in this thing was was wicked. The characters were awesome. Um, way better than the first. The first is so forgettable, and I like the first. The first was fine. This one was way better than the first. Way too long. It is definitely a superhero movie. Um, and it's based in the 50s, but it seems like it's in the 30s or something. Uh, they have like a really good editing, and then for, they definitely had like ten screenwriters on this thing because a lot of this is also like super odd. They have this the 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 whole school that she's at. It's only inside shots, and you're like, oh, this is super secluded. And then everybody <laughs> gets kicked out of the school, and you're like, oh wait, oh they're showing the outside. Oh, it's just in the town. And you're like, what the hell? They they made this whole thing seem so secluded, and it's because there's definitely like ten different people who wrote this movie who just never talk to each other or something. It's because um, they had to refire everyone bro, and have a completely different cast yeah. from the first one. Valak, um, that's the that's the demon. Still right? the stupidest name in the world, bro. Uh, oh my god, when they put her in the background of scenes, it's super scary. It's awesome, or mm-hmm. him, or I think it's him. It's so sick. Also, when they show him though, and they they always do a little too much, and you're like, what are you doing? Uh, but I, I thought the editing in this thing was brilliant too. Like the first scare you get, where he's like kicking the soccer ball into the dark, or the ball into the dark, and then it's coming back, and you're like, oh, you're waiting. You're like, I've seen every single horror movie. I've seen all of these horror movies. Obviously, it's gonna uh, uh, and then they just leave. They leave you a little longer, and they leave you a little longer, and then the wine shatter. And you're like, oh, wicked. No, this movie was so much fun. Stop. Um, and it, it like literally like. G- I wish I saw this in theaters because this would have been such a fun theater movie. Uh, by no means is it a good movie. <laughs> it's uh, it's a pretty bad movie. Um, but I mean, like, if you like any of these these types of movies, you'll like love this one. It's so fun. No, Why? I really didn't like this movie. It's really boring, and yeah, it gets Bro, it was off sick. the rails. I'm surprised you like superhero movies. It goes off the rails so fast. On it, I saw someone make a comment saying that this Conjuring universe is basically just like the MCU. It's, dude, kind of. <laughs> it does go that way. Bro, they're like they're making them superheroes. No, it goes. It just falls off the rails so fast, and it just has so much stuff you don't care about. And I think it's just mainly because I saw so much Christian stuff this week that I'm like so over. Bro, <laughs> the Christian like, stuff in this movie was wicked. They're like all saying it, and you're like, "Let's go!" The end, dude. When she gets the eyeballs, oh uh, my god, this movie's so fun. I don't know how you didn't like this. Sister Irene ends it by going, "Amen," <laughs> dude. Wicked. <laughs> Wicked. Every decision was wicked in this thing. Uh, not a very good movie though. No. Uh, but super fun. I, I will. Th- give... I think if you like, if you if you like this type of movie, I think you'll you'll really like this. Because I, I did. I really really like this movie. It's a really. You're right. It gets really boring at times. Like uh, there's some parts where I was like, I'm gonna fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> because it's genuinely so bad. Uh, but I love how they set up a lot of the scares. The, the scares are pretty decent. I will give credit. The to... story's fun. 
No, the story's not fun. The I will sto- give dude. She's got a sidekick. No, I'll give credit to one sequence, which was the newspaper sequence on the wall. I thought that was very clever, and it was just going as faster, 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 yeah. faster until it showed the yeah. face. That was clever, and that was like the only one. I was like, wow, there's some merit to this. Other than that, it is so disposable. Yeah. It is the, the rest of the Conjuring films just boring. Valak is such it like what what it looks like is so much scarier than we don't need to know about it. Like the moment that we start learning about it, I'm like, no, it's scarier the fact that that's just what it looks like. That's the issue with these two nun movies. Just, we yeah. don't need them. The, Valak was done well in the Conjuring. Bro, she beats him with the blood of Christ. There's a reason that Valak was so effective in Conjuring 2 was because that it was this mysterious figure that they didn't dive into that much and it was just more yeah. this mysterious, threatening presence. It's not in this movie because they've explored it too much now. Move on. I don't want to see this yeah. anymore. A lot of these like jokey movies though, not jokey, but a lot of these like- <laughs> Jokey movies. At this point, I'm just like laughing at these, but like- I wish I was a little younger too because there is like genuinely terrifying scenes in them. Like a lot of this reminded me of like the Crooked Man, the first time you saw Crooked Man in this universe. Like that was freaky, dude. That movie was sick. This movie also had like that type of scare. And then they bring out Goatman and Goatman was wicked. Anyway, I, I, it's fun. No, I just think the Conjuring universe is focusing on the wrong things. Way too much. And they scrapped Crooked Man. Yeah. They just. Bummer. Everything about Ed and Lorraine Warren, there's so many stories of the two of them. And they're only focusing on just like three right now. Do more. Do spinoffs with their stories. They obviously want to be in these movies because they rake in dough. Just do it. Do spinoffs with that stuff too. You can have your main line. You can have whatever. Yeah. There's so many other things. Enough with the nun. I don't care anymore. I don't want to see any more nun movies. It's so boring. Michael Chavez, you're a decent director. Okay. You're nowhere near the level that James Wan was. Stop trying to replicate some stuff that James Wan does in those movies. It doesn't work. I get there's a style, and hey, MCU style. Doesn't work. Do your own thing. He's trying to replicate James Wan so much in these movies. He tried in The Conjuring, the third one. I was not as big of a fan of the third one. I think it's okay. I think it's hated on a bit too much. But it's so inferior to one and two. And since James Wan left this universe, there's nothing to it anymore. Nothing. The juice is gone. I don't know. I think you can have a lot of fun. But stop. Just let other filmmakers come in then. Yeah, have these different stories and expand them with this big universe that it can be. The Conjuring universe is subjected to three things. That's yeah, not a universe. Yeah, but they're making money. I know, but that's why it's lazy and it's boring. Yeah, I, I agree with you. We shouldn't have had one Nun movie, let alone two, and we're probably going to have a third at the rate that this is going. This guy directed Bury a Friend by Billie Eilish, and now he thinks he's the greatest horror director of all time with these movies. He has a terrible track record. Stop giving him films if he's going to keep making films like this. The Curse of La Llorona? Wow, what a film that was. Like, why? Why is he the main director? He's fine. He just clearly cannot cap- like extend a film past its screenwriting. Give different filmmakers a chance to be in this universe. Tell different stories. No more nuns. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back, make a Goatman movie, please. No. Goatman movie. It wasn't, it wasn't. Goatman rule. It was stupid. What are you talking about? Goatman was awesome, the bro. The second they showed the goat. Bro, have just, a little fun. You see it running around. I'm like, How are you is- not like, I'm so bored. Oh my God. Goatman, let's go. I looked up from my laptop. And I just see the thing just Goat turn man. its head. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Storm Reed screaming at the top of her lungs. Good. There's a lot of good in this movie, though. I'm surprised that you, you hate it this much. 
Taysa Farmiga is really good. She deserves better than this. What's her Farmiga? Farmiga. Bro, they're taking over this universe. Her and her <laughs> sister. I'm waiting for her to Let's show go. up <laughs> in one of the Conjuring mainline stories. It's yeah. gonna happen, isn't it? Probably. She should. She should be in the MCU, and I don't mean Teresa Farmiga. I mean like Sister Irene. Taysa. What's her name? Taisha. Taisa Farmiga? Yeah, it's a hard name to say. They should put Sister Irene in the MCU. She should be like the next Iron Man. They're in the. um, One of them's in. What's that? uh, American Horror Story? Am I crazy? Yeah, it's her. That's that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But her character, Sister Irene, should be in the MCU. Okay. Bro, they're in like every horror thing. She's a Scream Queen. She has like the name Scream Queen. And Vera. Yeah, she's Scream Queen. Go Vera's on. my Purr. favorite. Purr. I'm a huge Vera Purr. fan. Bates Orphan. Motel. Orphan. Who? She was just a little person. <laughs> she was an orphan? Yeah. I thought that, I didn't think that was her. She was an orphan. Am I crazy? Pretty sure. She, yeah, she's a girl. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we don't have to look up movies. I thought it was Isabel Furman. Isabel Furman's the girl. She's a girl. She's one Is of them. Is there multiple girls in Orphan? Yeah. I haven't seen Orphan. Oh, is she the person at... Th- I just remember her in that movie. Is she the person at the adoption center? She's Kate. Is Kate the main girl? <laughs> Wait, is Kate the orphan? <laughs> Are we about to go watch Orphan after this? Bro, I liked Orphan. They made a prequel, eh? I, I, I heard. Did you watch it? No. They brought back Elizabeth Listen, Furman uh, and the orphan, DH'd her. Orphan was fun. Okay, Orphan was a fun movie. I don't want to ruin it by going back and seeing how bad it was. Because <laughs> I remember at the time... The, the, not a very good movie. The twist was fun. Then it's you, a fun twist. Then you can watch the prequel that has her de-aged in it because that's such a great suggestion to do in films. Let's bring everyone back... Everyone loves de-aging. Yeah, everyone loves de-aging to the effect that they're going to de-age a 25-year-old to be nine <laughs> again. What is that? Let's go. Why did that ever happen? Why is she an <laughs> Mainstream horror sucks, man. I'm yeah. so over mainstream horror. What did you give this one? This one, two and a half, but I gave it a like. <laughs> okay. I gave it a like. Because you know what? I enjoyed this one the most. I, I liked it better than Five Nights at Freddy's. I liked it better than Saw, and I liked it better than Extra's Believer. You're crazy. Um, be, like, I think you, you really, like, you're watching all these bad movies, and especially because you already have this, this opinion of the universe that you're about to watch. Just go into a movie and try to have fun with it. I like Do this it. universe for most Go of Go have fun with it. But you actually, just, what do you mean? Actually, I like two of You just like dunked on them. Yeah. <laughs> the James Wan one. I, I think the problem is that I watched this last after I've watched already all these bad movies that I cannot have fun with it when I'm sitting on my couch alone in mid-afternoon and seeing a goat man pop out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Wicked time. Wicked time. What'd you give it? I give it two stars. Hell Yeah. I actually gave it half star more than the nun. So there you go. Nice. This is. Uh, it's better remember. than the nun. The nun. Uh yeah. The nun's is. not memorable. That's not a memorable movie. And I like the nun. Well, I'm this not... one I think is a little more memorable, and I think it'll have lasting scares on people. I don't think it will. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch it <laughs> if you like a movie time. So anyway. you recommend that one the most out of all the films that came out this week or that we watched this week? Yeah, I'd say so. Oh my god! I recommend Saw the most, even if you're not a Saw fan. Some good going. Yeah, I don't think so, especially if you're not a Saw fan. I don't know if y'all fun, but you know what? It is a movie that if you you're not a Saw fan, you might get into Saw. Like, oh, this is the first one I've watched, and you might be a little into it. 
I, I get that, but I, I don't know. I think Gundam 2 is the most fun one. I think it's a good uh, starting point for the franchise. Yeah, I think if you want to get into Saw, then why not start there? It's the Fast Five, but it's Saw X. Yeah. R.I.P. Mm. <laughs> what else did you watch this week? Uh, I'm trying to rewatch Fraser before I watch the new Fraser. So, almost done season one of Fraser. Okay. But that's like more of a show that I just have on. Like, I just like to put on. Not really like actively watching it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, expect my full Frasier reviews. Um, how many seasons did Frasier get? Oof, wait, let me guess. I'm gonna guess, um, nine. 11. Yeah, I'm thinking 11. You're gonna watch all 11 seasons? Yeah, dude, it's like the best show ever made, so chill, chill. It won 37 Primetime Emmy Awards. Uh, did I talk about Unholy? I think I might have talked about this movie. Mm, no. Anyway, this movie's a movie shot in like Sudbury with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Really, really dumb, really stupid. He's like a paparazzi, I guess, guy. And then he gets, or journalist. He wants to be a journalist. And he like discovers this girl who like can talk to God, but, or an angel or something. Stop anyway, really bad movie. Christian movies. It's not a Christian movie. It's a horror movie. It's a scary movie. Does every horror movie have to have Christian stuff in it related to You know somewhere? what? No. But, Sometimes they're wicked, dude. None too. Every time they got down in the dirty to the Christian stuff, it was like listening to like Bruce Banner talk about like science. Oh, I've got to mix the chem potion to discover super strength, and then you're like, dude, I got to mix the blood of Christ and these eyeballs to to save the world. It's wicked, bro. Sure, you, you you're not so. looking at it through the right lens, you know. I watched <laughs> Marie Antoinette, two thousand six. Have you okay. seen this movie? No. Uh, Sofia Coppola, mm-hmm. uh, one for best uh, costumes, I think, Oscar. F- freaking wicked movie, dude. Uh, do you know anything about Marie Antoinette? I don't. Okay, so she was like uh, royal in Austria, married into, married uh, into the royal family of France, became queen of France, uh, and then was super like popular because she was like spending so much cash. She loved wearing all of this like. Gucci, no, <laughs> not at the time, but like really like pricey, pricey stuff. Uh, and then like the the public was basically like not being able to eat and stuff. And they were just like so poor, but she was just like spending all this dough. She was like one of the biggest like celebrities. Like she was like the first like big time monarch celebrity. Anyway, it was in the time of the first or I think the first French Revolution. Um, and they overthrew her and they beheaded her because they just really hated her. Anyway, but she was just known. She's the one who said, let them eat cake. Just spoil the movie for me. What? That she got beheaded. Well, so I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> History has already happened. Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, All right. No, All this right. movie's just wicked, and it's just full-on camp. It is just it's got a good camp, cast. camp, camp. Everybody is so fun. It's got Rose uh, Byrne in it. Rose Byrne, big character. Uh uh, Jason Schwartzman, Tom Hardy's just randomly in this movie. Uh, super yeah. sick. Um, you'll prepared. hate it. It's not a movie for you, but it's super fun. And you know, all all the girlies out there, this movie is so awesome. It's just so fun. Um, historically, misses a lot, but I don't. That's definitely not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is just to watch this girl try to bang her husband. And then try to party and wear all of the dopest stuff ever. Every scene is so beautiful. It is like the prettiest looking movie ever. The costumes just like, you know what? We have this one random background character. Let's spend like $2 million on his costume. Let's just make it 
top. And they absolutely did, and they won the Academy Award for it. So congratulations. Uh, phenomenal movie. You preparing for Priscilla? Is that what you're doing? I am. Mm. I haven't seen much of Sofia Coppola's films. I've seen two of them. I've seen Lost in Translation and On the Rocks. Uh, this movie's wicked. Well, I had to my watch list. You won't like it. Why not? Uh, you don't really like nuanced stuff or camp. Mm. That's fair. Is that all you watched? Uh, then I watched SNL, the latest one. Um, <laughs> You're just get an SNL. Yeah, dude, I'm doing my SNL updates every week. Uh, Would you call it? A what is this guy's name, bro? I can't ever remember his name. Colin like Jost. This, no, he's this comedian. No, the guy who hosted it. He's the, he's like the dad joke comedian. But by the way, is that it was this dad comedian in the Foo Fighters Ultimate Daddy lineup. And I don't mean like daddy, like they're ooh hot daddy. I mean like dads would look like if you're a dad oh, and you wear a, a hoodie and some sneakers. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken randomly just popped up in this thing. I was waiting for Tom Hanks to pop up, but he never did. Um, but they did th- another thing. There's there's some really good ones. Uh, I've noticed that the music videos that they're doing this season are always really good. Nate Bargates. Bargates or something. Bargatesy. We're bad um, at pronouncing names on this yeah, podcast. Sorry. Um, he was fine. Like he's fine. His opening, he just did like stand up, but it, it's literally just like dad stand up, and his comedy is like. What if like uh, I beat up an orangutan? Ha 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 ha! And then like you guys were like, "What an orangutan?" Like that's the comedy. It's all it's just dad stuff. It's not bad, um, but they're really hitting it out of the park with the music videos this this season. It's, I'm surprised. And they did like a parody in the first one with Pete Davidson of like I'm just Ken. It was like I'm just Pete, and it worked really well. And is then he back on the show? No, 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 he just hosted the first episode. Oh, on the first one, right? Yeah. Um, but th- but they did another. Remember when I was telling you how they cut out his speech about. Uh, the Gaza and Israel, they cut out the Foo Fighters. There was no musical performance. Oh. I don't know what is going on with the Canada broadcast that I'm getting, but they, they just, it, they did the Please Don't Destroy video that they do in all of them now, and then they just cut to the end, and he's like, thank you to the Foo Fighters. I'm like, when did the Foo Fighters come? <laughs> like Dave Grohl's in a couple of the sketches, but I was like, no, I think they should perform because there's like the whole band there. Dave Grohl was just in like three sketches. Who's the new drummer now? Is it the son? Of the Foo Fighters? Yeah. Buddy, I I'm don't listen to Foo Fighters. Wow. You're old. You're basically like a dad. I thought you would know by now. The Foo Fighters. Yeah. No, I'm not a not a big Foo Fighters guy. Learning to walk again. That's really weird. I don't know why they would be cutting. Dude, I, like I, I don't get it. Is it like rights to something that Canada doesn't have? Is it like Peacock exclusives that they're trying to pop off? Get them out of our country? Something weird, man. It's weird. Anyway, if you guys have a Paramount Plus subscription, send it to me so I can watch the new <laughs> Fraser. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, you said, is that all I watched? But we watched four movies. Yeah, I know. This. That's true. So, I that's mean, true. there was a lot of movies. Uh, no, that, I mean, that's it, man. Yeah. I okay. I didn't watch anything else. This is all I, I consumed for the week. I've been That's watching. tough. If, if you didn't like any of those. Well, you like Saw. I like Saw. I've been watching The Raptors. Damn. Yeah, I've been tough. Yeah, I've been watching your Patriots and your Raptors, man. Good, good year. Good year for me right now. No, I I played some video games. Played Spider Man. Finished Spider Man. Hell yeah! Great game. Spooderman. Great game. James Spooderman. And then I started Hogwarts Legacy. Ew. Okay. Good luck, buddy. (laughs) Didn't pay for it, so you're not getting my money, J.K. Rowling. I did not pay for it, so suck it. Uh, it's more so that you're playing a game where you're pretending to be a wizard, but <laughs> sure, I guess that's the that's the worst part about what you're doing. You're a wizard, Harry. Uh, both are bad, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Being a wizard? 
<laughs> being a wizard and a transphobe. <laughs> I don't uh I don't like either of those things. Thank you for putting your stance out there, Mike. Anywho, what's your thoughts on Matthew Perry? Oh Jesus. What do you mean? What a, what a random transition. I'm I I've said this before. I'm not a friends person, but I'm not going to be one out here to hate on people for that like the show. Matthew Perry is just a sad death for a lot of people. It's unexpected. Yeah. This one um you didn't watch Friends like you're not a big Friends guy? I've seen a couple seasons. I just never was really into it too much. It just wasn't my thing. Too after your time. Yeah, I think or so. Or before your time. Well, no, it was during the middle of the craze where everyone was talking about the it. Rewatching Friends. Yeah, and yeah. I just was like, this. Yeah, isn't it became really. like the binge show before The Office, or maybe is after, right after The Office. I think it was just after because that was when Netflix. Yeah, I got think it was rights. after. Yeah. yeah. Um, first of all, Ottawa icon Matthew Perry. Uh, regardless of all the weird things that he did, and I'm not talking about the drug stuff or whatever. I'm talking about the messaging girls, the very young girls. Um, I'm not going to speak ill will of the dead. Ottawa icon, first of all. So, uh, as an Ottawa boy, congratulations, Matthew Perry. One, you made it out, and you made it uh, to stardom. So, so good for you on that. Um, watching him in Friends, and you could see it with him and like Lisa Kudrow that those were two people who were going to be like, or Jennifer Aniston too. I think more Jennifer Aniston. Like these people are going to have like long careers. These people are funny. They got the time. They they are absolute perfect co- comedic timing. Um, and, you know, Matthew Perry kind of did. He kind of almost did. He had a couple of movies, almost had a resurgence. Uh, but, but I mean, like, later you find out why he really kind of struggled with that. So uh, I think it's really, really a shame to see what happened with his career. Just put out his book, too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know what? I didn't think I would be as affected by it. I was a pretty sad one. Yeah. Uh, and it was somebody that I think a lot of people were rooting for it's just the unexpectedness of it, I think, too, that I really, like, I just came out of Raptors, and I looked at my phone and was like, whoa, like, yeah. it's crazy. And you clearly know the impact that he's had on so many people, not just of, like, before generations, but people nowadays. Like, he's touched a lot of different people, a lot of different ages. And you're right. I think he was one of the most talented people on that show. It's you could cr- tell. Like, he got all the best lines. He had yeah. all the best delivery. He was phenomenal. And I think, I, especially if you rewatch it now, you're like, why are they, why do people love Joey? Like, why are they putting everything and all of the stake of the show into Joey? And obviously, it's a product of the time. So people are like, whoa, he has sex with girls. That's awesome. That's so funny. Even though it's, like, really creepy and gross now. But, like, also, you could, now we know that he was struggling with, obviously, addiction and stuff. And, um, yeah, thank God he got better because he turns out to be a, you know, a really, really good guy, and it's a shame that what happened to his career because I would have loved to see him in a lot more things. Yeah, it's a good thing they got that friends reunion done. Yeah, beforehand, and you can yeah. tell how much it affected them too. They put out like a massive statement yeah. on it and everything. It just sucks. It's been a really, really awful year for death. I know it happens, and it happens in Hollywood all the time. Just feels like this year especially. There's been a lot of people that I've grown up with that I know that I've like been affected by from their art, and it just sucks. Really yeah. sucks seeing it. It is odd. I, I I find there's a lot of like w- we really romanticize the death of especially like singers, and we ignore a lot of it when it comes to actors. Where it's like, oh, oh, there because sort of this like gross thing about people if you're an actor. Where singers, it's, it's very much the opposite thing. If they die, you're like, wow, let's remember them as like the an all time person. But I mean, everybody struggles with it. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people do. So yeah. I think you got to look at it in both ways. It's weird. You look at his filmography and it's just not much. Obviously, that's to do with the fact that he's on Friends and they're just making so much money. Yeah. Of, cor- the, of course. What was the show he did after? Um, he was. It wasn't a very good show, but he was so funny on it. Um, he was on Studio 60. Yeah, yeah. He was his character or him him in that was phenomenal. But the, the show itself was very iffy. But it's created by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, he almost had like a great resurgence with that. He was great. Yeah. Anyway, that, I just thought about that. That was a sad one. Yeah, we got a. Every time there's always something like that, we always mention it on our podcast, and it sucks that it happens as early as it was to fifty four. Like that's just yeah. That's sucks to see that. So hard out for everyone that has been affected by that and uh go watch some friends if you're a big friends guy go yeah we live some memories through there and you want to just quickly get what's coming out this week let's do it and then we will wrap up the podcast so there's not too too much coming out again on tv i feel like we're in a lull period on television it's like there's been a couple months where there's been a lot of good stuff and some stuff's airing right now loki and gen v are finishing off but that feels like there's just not too, too much coming out until Godzilla comes out, which I know you're going to be watching because you're a Godzilla boy. Big Godzilla guy. Big Although, Godzilla guy. Who's it? Kurt Russell and his kid? It is. Yeah, I'm not a, I don't know. It's getting great reviews. I've, I've heard. It's, I'm gonna be I'll watch ch- it. I really like Godzilla. Yeah, I think, I think we should check that out. Really, the only one I'm going to be highlighting this week is one of Amazon's flagship TV shows coming right back. This has been so long since this show has decided to grace our screens again. Invincible, season two. This is literally like one of the most acclaimed television shows out there. It got so much love for its first season, and then it took a long time away because of COVID, all this other stuff. It put out a special a couple months ago. It's finally back. It's not the full season. It'll just be the first half, which is a little unfortunate. But they did say that the wait for the second half will not be as long. And it's a really good show if you haven't seen it. It is superhero, but it's done really effectively, and it's ripped straight from source material from comic books, and they're doing it really faithfully, and it's really violent, really blue brutal, and not in the way that the boys are. So if you're not like the boys like Mike with its over-vulgar, which also, side note, there was a poll that came out earlier this week that said that 85% of people our age don't want to see nudity and all that stuff and things that detracts from shows like Gen V and the boys, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting because that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So that's the big one coming out this week for TV shows. Did you watch the first season of it? No. No? Not a fan? It's a superhero in a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) It is more than just that, but... What is it, though? It's about... um, it's about so it stars J.K. Simmons As? and God, what's his name? No, what is what? What's his character? What is he? He so you don't have to tell me his name. What is he? He what he is? He's he's like a retired superhero. Okay. And he, and is it live action? No. It's so animated. it's about a superhero, an animated. But superhero. it's about his boy, who is he's like <laughs> kind of teaching, but also at the same time they're like going in and out. But then the twist happens at the end. Of what, the first episode? He beats the living crap out of him. No, the last episode. Oh. So he's a bad guy. He's actually a bad guy. The dad? Yeah. Ooh. And he turned on his son. 
Oh, and it gets real. Yeah, so the okay. first six or seven episodes are like really basic and kind of like, okay, like all... why are you showing me this? And then when you really under and you're like, oh my god, there's literally a scene that's like a minute and a half of him just beating the crap out of his son. It's gnarly. <laughs> Very cool. I think his name's like Omni Man. Omni Man. I think. I think. Don't quote me on that. But that is coming out this week. So if you want to get started, Mike. Wanna, wanna get started on that? You could. As for this week for movies, you want to go watch What Happens Later. What? It's a rom-com movie directed by Meg Ryan. Ooh, Meg Ryan. Yeah, that I comes like a out. good movie. Really, the big one is Priscilla. This is the Elvis Presley told from the other Wasn't, perspective. Um, Killers out. Wasn't Killer the Michael Fassbender one that you saw? Wasn't the Killers was out in it already Limited is. last uh, week. I forgot to mention that. Um, so that has started in Limited, and it comes out next week on Netflix. So it is not out yet. We will get a review eventually for that one once that one comes out. But Priscilla is the big one this week. All right. So we will go check out Priscilla, and we will get you your review on that because I know we're both interested in watching that movie. Yeah, let's do it. How you feeling? Good stop. Let's do it. Thank you guys so much for listening to our spooky episode of Spooky Mates. Gotta play um, the spooky music again. Follow this podcast. Share this podcast. Rate this podcast. Follow our ex post, Michael J. Collins, Jake underscore Schultz. Six? Yeah. Yeah. You got it right. Uh, we start our we started our new company next week, so wish us luck uh, over there. We're not going anywhere though. No, we will uh, we'll be back back here next week with a brand new review. And a little more skeletons in our closet. Ooh spooky. Hey Mike. Happy Halloween, man. Happy Halloween. Bye guys. <laughs> this is actually the best part of it. <laughs> See, does it kind of go good? It's good. Something. Yeah. Something. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>